Yo, yo, yo. Lifting Coast, Barcelona, Spain. It is race number six. It's a fun track. Spain is a very fun track. We're very windy from what Nico Rosberg says. Very, very windy. You know, I know Australia is kind of a normal traditional track. This is the first real traditional track of the season. No, Bahrain is. I, uh, yeah, but uh, yeah, it is. The only reason I don't think of it is just because it's modern. Yeah, Bahrain is, is is a racetrack. Obviously, Jeddah, Miami, um, and Australia are street circuits. I mean, Australia is still not a normal track. It's a street circuit at the end of the day. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's, it's this is this feels like a normal track because it's the first time we're back in Europe, and it's, Europe is like where F one started, right? So that's why I can see why you feel that way because we're back in Europe. Actually, no, we were at Imola. Yeah, we had Imola. That's right. So that's a real track so, too. So this is yeah, this is really the second traditional like this track's been on the calendar for a long time. Yeah, for sure, for sure, for sure. How are you feeling about Spain so far? Like, obviously, we have been off the air for a little bit. We haven't talked too much about. Formula One because we've been really busy, but it's obviously Carlos's home track, Fernando's home track. So you got a lot of, I don't want to call it pressure, but you got a lot of fans coming out to see you drive. Most definitely. This is, um, you know, I, I think the pressure has been on Carlos all year. We've been applying the pressure. Uh, not sure if he's listening to us, but at the end of the day, he's in a winning car. They're adding a few upgrades, I believe, this um, this weekend. At some point in time, Carlos has to win a race. He doesn't have to, but he should. <laughs> I mean, of course, nobody has to. But I mean, listen, you're in a winning car. You've never won a race. And it's just kind of looking bad. He's been looking bad all year, I'm just saying. So it's about time. And the timing couldn't be better as far as home crowd. Alonso has a huge following. We know that. But this is also a, a pretty... Like, he's got a pretty big, strong following there. He does, for sure. Is this... So, the, the two things. Is this because, obviously, you're high on Carlos or just because he needs to just perform for the world? If you look at Valtteri's career with Mercedes, I think that's the perfect analogy. Valtteri won races pretty early on when he joined Mercedes. Sure. So I mean, he won 10 races in five years. Exactly. That's but pretty shit. The, the comparison to me, of course it's shit. There's no, no, like, it's terrible. But for Carlos, it's like, he needs to win a race. You're in a championship car. It's, it's actually not the same situation, though, because, like, Charles Leclerc is not Lewis Hamilton. So then it should be easier for it him should, to It should, because, like, Lewis Hamilton, and I was listening to Esteban Ocon, but he said Lewis Hamilton's ability to focus and just turn on the switch and be efficient is one of the things he, he really learned from Lewis. But it's just... I don't know. Yeah, I don't compare the situations because at the time Lewis was a f- three-time world champion. Yeah, three-time world champion, arguably the best driver on the planet, and you're going into a situation where you know Charles. You entered a Ferrari with him a year ago, and you both have never won a championship. You both don't have that high standards. You obviously have hype behind you, but if Charles didn't win a world championship this year, and let's say Ferrari had a, a competitive car, Max wins. If he doesn't. No one's going to be hating on Charles. It's just going to be like next year we, ex- we expect them to be competitive, right? That's why it starts to beg the question, Carlos, we always rag on Valtteri. You may be worse than Valtteri. Yeah, I don't know about that. Of he, course, Carlos we don't can, know. Carlos but- can race, though. Like, I've seen Carlos race. That's, that's, it's a difference. Like, 
I would criticize Carlos with his ability to manage maybe expectations. Maybe he's maybe he's not a world championship driver. Like that's the reality of it. We're I not think even asking. We're asking for one race win. But that's not what I'm arguing though. Like the, our our beef with Valtteri is he can't race. Valtteri is a qualifier. He's a great qualifying driver. He's great on his own. But like when you put some pressure on him, as we saw when he, he went into the wall, he fumbles. Yeah. So, um, speaking about Mercedes, they got some upgrades. They've been yeah. Swatted. Toto said that. Miami was good. They learned some valuable information. And, you know, they're kind of like hinting at it. And a lot of other uh, reports and just people in this world from drivers to teams have said that the car is very quick and they understand that. So Mercedes figures it out. It's going to be scary for everyone. And also keep in mind, there's still 18 races. Yeah. So here's where I'm coming from as an outsider. I don't know what the hell's going on. But when Toto goes from saying... I have no expectations for the car. The car sucks. Who knows what we're going to do with this car to saying, okay, we're confident with what we're bringing. Pretty, I feel pretty good about it. I feel pretty good about it. Watch. I feel like the tone has actually changed across Formula One because now people like, there's, you can't rule them out. There's 18 races, and if they do f- turn it around quickly, you called it Monaco. I think the timing might align with that. Yeah, it, it's. I think we will be competitive throughout the season and see what happens. So I think competitive is a different conversation, though. So I think that they'll figure out to be competitive, but do we? I think they'll be. Contenders. It's like we're we're still a second behind. Well, you are right. Like that that that's a big issue. So are they going to close the gap on a second? I hope so, but they have to make up at least one point five seconds if they want to be dominant and run through the rest of the year, right? So that is kind of where I'm kind of at right now. I like my whole thing was. Don't rule them out of the race because anything can happen. Charles can have DNFs. Max can have DNFs. It could bring you right back into the race if you're competitive. But ultimately, their car needs to be fighting for a podium every single weekend by the end of Monaco. And I feel good about it. Like I said earlier, I I don't think Toto would come with this energy if he wasn't confident that they found something because he's been passive all year. And now it seems like he's... He stepped up his cojones a little bit. Yeah, he's, he's bringing that, that energy that we're accustomed to seeing. But also, we have to be realistic that the rest of the grid is also bringing upgrades. Yeah, but I think the difference is when I look at Mercedes is that their car is lighter on the, on the sides, right, on the floor. And their upgrades are both unlocking a lot more potential. Which has a huge upside. When you look at Ferrari, it's like, how much more upside does a car have? And that, that's the question you got to ask. Like, when you when you hear about these other teams, they talk about their upgrades, and they're not going to be drastic where it, it makes you go from, like, let's call it, it goes 30 to 40% up. The way the grid is speaking about Mercedes is that they will get a massive performance unlocking. So I understand that other people have upgrades, but even, like, we talked about this on the last podcast. Red Bull bought some upgrades, but they didn't even look that much faster. They didn't. Right? And um, our guy, Gunter, said that, they don't have any upgrades to run because the car still got great performance. Yeah, I think it's a driver thing with Haas. And kind of just going back to Mercedes quickly is, when I look at Red Bull's upgrades too, it's like, and everybody in general, if you bring a massive upgrade, which Mercedes did in the first race, and it obviously miserably failed, then you run the risk that what Mercedes happened to Mercedes. Like, your car could be a dud. Facts. So, the thing is, Mercedes are working from behind where they've put a major risk in and now they're trying to figure it out. If other other teams want to make a drastic upgrade and switch their whole floors like Mercedes, I welcome it. It's it's gonna be interesting if you if you get something great, great for you. But if you don't, then you're just you're tanking your season. Agreed. Do you see Fernando Alonso throwing some more shade at Lewis? I mean, you know Alonso's a Lewis hater, low key. 
he is a Lewis hater and he's, you know, he said earlier, like, oh, it's all about the car. Like when I won, I had the best car. It's like, I don't like that energy. And then, you know, the most recent report said this year we see that the driver is very important in F1, but not crucial. Lewis is driving as good as he has been the last eight years. He was dominating the sport and breaking all the records. Now he is doing a mega lap, as he said, and he is one second behind. Yeah, I mean, he still threw his flowers to Lewis while throwing some shade. I saw that literally, I think, when I woke up or last night late. And I just thought to myself, it's like, he has valid points, but the shade is just unnecessary. Because we don't, anybody that knows F1 is, it's a team sport. It involves a driver and a a, a crew, a pit lane, and a whole team back at bracket. Yeah, like, it's, it's just, just so reality. stupid because you need the best car and you need the best driver. What they've accomplished is un, like, it's just so, but hang on, look at it from Alonzo's point of view, right? Like, it is, it is a little bit of well, a hater. And I like Alonzo. Alonzo, why did you not have the best team then? But no, hear me out, hear me out. Alonzo's known for winning in a lesser car. But right? he said, we know that, but then he contradicted himself saying, when I won, I had the best car. That's, he probably thinks he had the best car, but I think Ferrari had the best car in those years. But hear me out. He's known for taking down the greatest driver of all time. Yep. He, went, he beat Schumacher after Schumacher's five in a row. If Lewis wins and does this, it kind of knocks his legacy down a little bit because Schumacher's no longer the greatest. Like, I think he has, like, an ulterior motive to push on it. So, I'm not stressing. Like, it is what it is. And at the end of the day, yeah, of course, they had the best car, the best... That's why they've dominated the sport. So, in order to win, you need all of... Everything has to fall into place. I mean, listen, you could have the best car, but you don't have to win. Look at Valtteri Bottas. Look at Nico Rosberg. Lewis Law. Facts. And then... Your teammate could win. I mean, look look at last year. It just shows you how good Max is, because they did not have the best car. They didn't win the ch- the constructors, but Max won the drivers. And they did not have the best. We, car. We're not going to talk about the last year of the race, but Matt, we we've said Max had an incredible year. Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, everybody knows Red Bull didn't have the best car. That's just the reality of it. So Mercedes had the best car. That last shows year. you so many things. His have statement to go is wrong. Right. Is I mean, did he say you need a great car? Or you need the best car. You need the best car. No, you have to have a competitive car. Like you need to have one of the top three cars on the grid, or you have to be able to fight. Drivers make up the difference, right? Like. As much as we hate Max for cutting off Lewis and throwing him, uh, running him off it's track. It's called racing. I mean, listen, that is what it is. But it's instinctual. You respect it. I respect it. Max, Max can, Max took, like, even his move on Lewis in Abu Dhabi, like, regardless of the situation, no one expected it. When they he, expected when he a couple there. corners later. Yeah, so Lewis wasn't ready to defend, and Max uses his instinct. He's like, Lewis is not going to expect it. This is where I'm going for it. So, but I don't want to harp on Alonso too much. Um. Typically, Barcelona, fun track. This is last year where Lewis came back on the two-stop. Remember that? Yeah. They took the double-stop, and Max was a sitting duck. It looks very fast. Very windy. A lot of, um, I didn't count for the wind, but a lot of, like, uh, medium corners, like, not slow corners. This is probably a Ferrari favorite track, in my opinion. Max Verstappen is favored to win. I think this, actually, it is fast. It's got some medium. I think this is going to be an interesting race. I think Mercedes is going to have something to say this year, this, this race. If their upgrades come to play, I think Mercedes will have a chance to fight for a podium. I think being at home is not going to help Carlos. And I think... Uh, I, I think I, being at home for Carlos is going to put more pressure on him. Yeah, it's not going to help he's him. And he's going to start crumbling. I, I, I also expect an issue from Red Bull this race. I expect something to happen in Red Bull's garage for some reason. I just expect it. It's just, it's just coming. Practice starts tomorrow. When do we have a first Ferrari issue? You know what, like, Ferrari's got such a great car, man. I, I just can't see any issues no, no, from no. reliability. That's, don't pump fake. When do we see Ferrari's first issue? If there's going to be an issue, it's going to be a pit lane issue. 
So you no, I'm talking about car. You don't think Red Bull has one issue all year? No, Mercedes didn't have issues with their. Of course car. they did. They had engine issues, which caused them on the back of the grid. So engine reliability. So is that where Red Bull's issue? I mean, uh, Ferrari's issue. Like, do you see anything happen to Ferrari this year? Or you're like their cars are. Nah, solid? they're good, bro. They're having an issue this 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 week or next week. You're calling it, eh? I'm calling it. And let's just call a spade a spade. Like, what is up? Well, I feel bad for Charles crashing in Monaco, but it wasn't his fault. The brakes gave out like a 1971 car <laughs> brake gave luck. out. Right. But I'm calling it now. Monaco is not a friendly place to Charles Leclerc. And I know it's the next race, but he should have won last year. If he could have started, I don't the know race. if he would have won. He would have started the race in pole. Hey, Charles Leclerc makes mistakes in Monaco. That's his home track. There must be something there's with also home like, pressure. Remember, it's hard to overtake, but you can find your spots, right? There, there's, there is like I gotta, I want to go and actually look at the greatest overtakes in Monaco just to. It, see I, it's all. not gonna happen very easily, but I think like Ferrari's pit lane could happen. I mean, Ferrari he was definitely favored, but remember, the only reason he got that pole is because he crashed into the wall after qualifying three. Yeah. So at the end of the day, they say that it wasn't. Um, the DNF from him had nothing to do with the race, but anyways, we're not talking about Monaco too much. Um, anything that you kind of want to highlight that we've missed because we've been gone for a week? It's been, you know, in my eyes, pretty quiet week in the F1 world. I Even mean, today, like finally waking up to seeing like actual anticipation. We, I felt like Miami was a marathon. There was so much leading up to it. And now we're back to a regular F1 race, and it's not nearly the same energy. No, I mean, listen, I, I'm actually more excited for Spain than I am Miami, just because, you know, it, it is a great track. Um, I was hyped for Miami, though. Miami is really cool, just a track. Like, I told you I love the Miami track, but I don't know what the fan turnout will feel like compared to Miami. And like you said, I'm sure some of the world is having a... I guess a hangover from Miami. Miami hangover. Did you see Carlos is like, you know, he's doing his little Ferrari pulling up with the fans. I honestly like, can't. Like, you know, all, there's been a lot of media around let's, it. Let's talk about Lewis, actually. I know I, I don't want to sound like a Lewis hater, but he is giving all the ammunition in the world for people to dislike him. Yeah, he spent I mean, the whole week, the last two weeks in basically New York, in the U.S. A lot of the drivers did. Yeah, but you're, you're, you're on Mercedes. Yeah. You should be back in the lab getting your car up to being an eight-time constructors champion. Look, I, I, I mean, I agree with you in, fa in the fact that he's giving ammunition, but, you know. No, but at the end of the day, you're a champion. You are the greatest driver of all time in a lot of people's opinion. Go get your eighth championship. Like, I get it. I want him to live his life. But at this point, like, I don't know. Something about it is just I just want to see Lewis show that he, like, I don't feel like Lewis is, really wants it. Because, you know, when you look... When but remember, look, we only know what we see through his social media. Okay, but he's not in Brackley. But do we really know that? No, because he's in New York. He's posted he's been in New York for the last week. Yeah, I just think that he also posts things that sometimes send a different messages all on purpose. Like, And the other thing is... Okay, so, but that's not what I'm talking about. If he is in New York, my thing is when you think of your all-time greats, you think of your Kobe's, you think of your Michael Jordan's, you think of your Tom Brady's, those guys are in the lab 24-7. yeah. But has he been in the lab? We don't know that. But I'm saying from what we see, you, you, you're not, you're not, you're, you're saying if we know, I'm saying if it's true, his social media, it's to me, it's just not a good look. I agree. And the other thing that I, I ask is um, how much value is there to him being in Brackley if he hasn't been? Get on the sim. Like, like you should be doing everything you can to get your car back up to where it is. Like, I don't know. Is that, I don't know if I think Lewis is... I, I, 
listen, I, I don't want to question Lewis's heart. Lewis has a lot of heart, but I'm just saying, as the seven-time world champion, you guys are eight-time constructor champions. Do you not want to not give that up? Sure. That's my whole point. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm not saying he has to be there 24 seven. I'm, but I'm with you on. If it was the me, I'd be there all. I'd be there living there until we get our car up to standard. Right when you're winning on top of the world, you're good. Yeah, we'll, we'll find out. I think um, there's been a lot of reports. Like, also, is is Lewis gonna have to sit out of Monaco? Like, I mean, I mean, we haven't even talked about that. Why does he have to sit out of Monaco? Because of the jewelry thing. Oh, they're gonna why? Because they're gonna ban him from Monaco. Yeah, they're, they're gonna ban him. Oh, they're literally gonna suspend him. So the thing is, Mercedes is looking at replacement drivers for Monaco. Oh, so Nick DeVries might get a shot. Yeah, but then there's also reports like that just surfaced that nobody at McLaren wanted to work on Hamilton's car in his first season because apparently he's been like, there's been he's put so much pressure on his engineers and his team to get the car right. So it's like we don't know what Lewis is doing. Yeah, but I I don't care about. What we know, I'm saying, what we see. Can I judge off hypotheticals? I the only hypoth- the only thing I see is that Lewis is partying in New York. Okay, not partying. He's in New York, and to me, you guys should be in the lab. If you're not Ferrari or Red Bull, you drivers should be in the lab. This is not towards. The thing Lewis. is, like I was just looking at his IG. He's only had one post post race. And it doesn't even show where he is. Like, but have you looked some, at his stories? You've seen some stories. You've seen his stories. Again, they've all been in New York. Were they all pre-Miami? Like, it's hard to tell what. That's not the debate, bro. You keep saying that. I'm saying if these are true that he's in New sure. York. Then that's all. Everything we're speaking right now is hyperbole, bro. It's all It's not hyperbole. It's what we can see that he's in New York. I said if he's in New York. I'm not yeah. saying he needs to think. I said if he's not in Brackley right now, he's just giving the world ammunition. And it doesn't make sense why you're not in Brackley figuring out your car. Yeah, to if I was if I was a seven-time champion and I was tied with someone else for seven, I would be doing everything in my power to get to number. And eight. you know what? I don't know what George has been up to because I haven't looked at George's social media. But maybe that's the reason why George is ahead. Maybe he's spending more time on the sim. Maybe he understands the car a little bit more. Maybe that's the reality of the situation. If you're Lewis, I hope I just hope Lewis is putting the time in because it looks like he's in in North America when he should be in Europe. Up until probably yeah. like two, I mean, he should two, be he ago. should be in the factory, and man. it looks like he was jogging with Angela in New York th- two days ago. New York, just saying. But I don't. This is not a Lewis hate podcast. I'm just saying. I hope he's been spending time in the factory rather than being in New York. That's it, because I really want to see Lewis back on top. I'm holding Lewis to the standard because I expect Lewis to be at the top, and I understand he doesn't have the car right now. But you need to help figure out that car, because you understand racing more than any single person at that factory. There's nobody in the factory that has more racing experience than you. Agreed. Right? So that's that's my whole that's my whole point behind that. And we'll see how Lewis performs this weekend. He better come out blazing, bro. Or I'll he also, better. He better. Honestly, like I'm also getting sick of George beating him. So <laughs> Yeah, I know. You're you, you know, you know, former George hater, but now fan. But you know, Lewis Lewis Stan over here, Lewis fan. Boy. Am, most definitely. Um, let's talk about the actual race. So does Haas bounce back? I've kind of lost faith in Haas, man. I, like, I still go back to that race and just like, Mick, what the hell are you doing? You could have got your first points. And I'm also starting to lose confidence in Mick, bro. Yeah, I mean, he's still early in his, his racing career. I, I think he still has at least another two to three years to prove himself. Like, his, his name Schumacher holds that weight, so I wouldn't give up on him yet. But he's not, he's not living up to the upper echelon of young drivers. But at the same time, like, you gave up on George pretty quickly. 
Sure. So, I mean, I don't, I don't think I gave up. I think I just never gave George a chance. Yeah, you never gave George a chance. Yeah. So, you know, how long did it take? It took George two years to really materialize. 2021 was his, like, when he kind of showed that he was, like, he actually belonged on a, t- on a top team. Because, like, 2019, 2020, he looked like he had these, these brilliant flashes, but he never all put it together all in one race, right? So, Mick's kind of been showing that in spaces. I don't think at the level of George Russell, but I haven't given up. But I'm just, like... You just lose confidence. I'm losing a little confidence in him, but I haven't given up on him. He's still Mick Schumacher. I'm he gonna is. Schumacher holds some weight. But we in my also head. know that, like, and I mean, even just listening to a little bit of Esteban Ocon, like Formula One, we just know like how much politics were involved, man. Yeah, I mean, I mean, Lance Schumacher. Stroll is there f- because his dad owns the team. Um, money decides like future. Like, there's just so much. Hey, Schumacher holds It would be tough name. being one of 20 and dealing with all that bullshit. Think about this. We gave Haas so much airtime last year, and a lot of teams did, just because Mick Schumacher was there. Here raises your brand awareness by, what, 25 to 30% just because his last name? Most definitely. So it's like he's going to have a C. If he sucks at Haas, I'm sure Williams would take a chance on him. Yeah, also we'll see a bounce back for Joe this weekend. Yeah, we'll see what happens with Joe. It's, it's just... Watching the young new drivers, you can see the differences from race to race on how they react, how they're dealing with the stress and the pressure. It's just like just like when Mick just crashed into Vettel. Like, why not just take it slow, bro? Like you're getting your first points. What are you doing? Yeah, I mean, the, these are the rookie mistakes. It, also, it's not a, he's not a rookie though. But I mean, he's still a young driver. Um, also, what's going on with Vettel, man? Are you racing in F1 or are you not racing now? He's not racing next year. You talk, he's talking about flowers and unicorns. Bro, and like, I, listen, Seb, I get it. You've made a lot of money. Now you want to, you know, that attitude or those, it's just like, bro, you got to so get your So I don't hate right, it. Man. Vettel, Vettel is now more conscientious of the earth around him and he has other things at mind. But I think he should just give up his seat. He should just retire. My right whole now. point is Formula One. If we look at global impact, how much is it impacting the world? Yeah, I mean, from... The from footprint... Footprint's pretty big. We're talking about the globe. We're talking about you countries travel. that are polluting. You we're have, talking about... Think about all the travel that goes and how much people you fly. Like, there's a lot of global foot, footprint that goes in with it. Like, think about all the, the materials they waste when they but test that, out But stuff. that's why Formula One has made the commitment to go net... But that's not the point. Carb, like, can, net zero. But that's irrelevant to me. Seb... Either you're all in on Formula One. Don't be half in, half out. Like yeah. saying, oh, well, when I'm in the car, I love it. It's like, dude, pick and choose. Like you're either all in on Formula One, right? You race and you accept what comes with it or retire, give up your seat because there's only 20 seats in the world and go help the environment. No different like the same energy I brought with Kimmy on his media stuff. It's like F1 has afforded you this life. If you don't want to do it, retire. Kimmy retired. I respect that. Seb? But Kimmy never... But Kimmy just... He complained about it in his last year. Yeah, and Seb has been... Like, I don't know. He... uh, I think Kimmy and Seb are a little different. Sure. But also, Seb looks like he's living out of a homeless van right now. He... he, I mean, he's not well-groomed. But the point (laughs) is, is that Seb needs to either commit to Formula One and do it, or you need to just go... What's the word I'm looking for? Go fill your, your humanitarian um obligations to the world like go all in on one of them please like that's all i'm asking give up your seat because somebody else would love your seat or just race like pick which agreed. one agreed i mean i but think he i look at lewis you know lewis changed his life got rid of his jet like 
Lewis is very con- but, conscientious of conscience. But Lewis still takes private jets. I mean, all of these drivers yeah, take private it doesn't jets, change but anything. owning your own private jet and, and you know using it yeah. at your disposal is a little different. I, yeah, I mean, having a private jet or not, I mean, he still has the same footprint when he travels. We but, also have to realize that a lot of the world's you know carbon comes from eating red meat. Yeah, I understand you know, that. So if the whole world went plant-based, we'd be in a better situation. Yeah, I mean, I'm never going plant-based. Just saying, I tried, couldn't do it. I know. So, you know, a lot of people are so quick to say, oh, my God, it's, you know, pollution. Of course, huge part of it. But eating red meat is one of the biggest carbon killers of the world. Especially all the styrofoam that comes with and all that stuff, too. So, anyways, not to say that we're, like, experts on environments. I think, like, everyone on this earth is doing their a better part. Obviously, we've got a long way to go. But when we look at F1, getting back to Seb. He needs to figure it out, bro. Yeah. Make a decision. Make a decision. Retire. Don't flip-flop, bro. But the thing is, he wouldn't have the same voice without Formula One. That's the thing. Agree. Like, you know, anyways. We can move on. Okay, so let's actually talk about the uh, qualifying. So, um, quick predictions. Well, not quick. This is our predictions so, coming up to it. This is what I struggle with this season is that there's just being, there's unpredictability outside. I don't, of- th- I don't think it's that. I think it's just because Mercedes has a more <sighs> Okay, here we go. I'm going to go with my one, two, three. No, Actually, on, I'll do two. Hang on, let's talk about it, though. How's there been an unpredictability? Usually, a, a, a Haas driver makes it there. Usually, Bottas makes it there. Usually, Lando makes it there. Yeah, Gazi yeah, make yeah. it there. The four, the f- four cars in Mercedes. Like, there hasn't been that much variability. Like, you can swap out, <laughs> you can swap out a, a, a McLaren or a Haas car for... An Alpine car. Like, it's still relatively big. I know. Okay. Consistent. All right. Um, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to go Max 1. Charles 2. Checo 3. Going to go Carlos 4. Lewis 5. Okay, that's cool. Um, You don't believe in the Mercedes upgrades that much, do you? I can't, I can't yet, man. No, I think it's fair. So I'm going, I'm going to go Charles one. I'm going to go Max two. And I will believe in Toto and go Lewis three. Jeez. I will go Carlos four and George five. Okay. So no Checo. I don't have Checo there just because I have to throw the Mercedes there. So I'll, I'll explain my reasoning. And then, you know, if I'm wrong, I'm wrong, but. I don't think Toto's coming with his energy if the upgrade's not significant. So I'm, I'm, this is a peer showing belief in Toto. Yo, Toto, I'm going to quote you, man. You said we do the talking on the track, bro. So, so come uh, on. When you've been, uh, when you say that the upgrades are, are good, right? Obviously, the new upgrades are there. Um, they learned a lot from Miami. They're feeling good about this one. So apparently, with Miami, because obviously George ran fastest in FB2, right? They went. They tried a different setup, and then obviously couldn't go back to that setup in the race. Well, no, that was. I don't know if that was true, but I did read that there was a lot more rubber laid down, and that the cars could go faster in the corners, and then the car got unstable because they couldn't go as fast throughout the weekend. From FB two to FB three, once you are done FB three, you can't change your setup again. Yeah, it's park Fermi rules. Yeah. So they changed the setup from FB two to FB three. No, you can't change it after the FB three after after uh, going into qualifying. Okay. You can change your setup at, at FP3. You can't change going to qualifying. Um, so the thing is, from what a lot of people said, is there's just more rubber on the track, so you could go faster in the corners. And obviously, we know the Mercedes is not stable going into 
uh, corners, right? It's a little bit more unstable. So it's like a bat out of hell. Who called it that? George or Lewis? I think it was George. It's George. Um, but yeah, I think that that's pretty much it for this episode. We apologize that we haven't been back for a while. Um, yeah, we still haven't given you the Bernie episode, so hate us if you want to. <laughs> Bro, I went, I did so much research for the Bernie episode, and uh, uh, it's, it's just, one of those things that might just become the meme of the podcast. It might be the meme of the podcast. We might have to make a little Instagram Listen, real for Bernie's it. different, bro. Bernie's interesting guy. I, I don't even, ha- just but you know what? his life. He made bills, bro. Yeah, but it doesn't, mean, it doesn't make it any and he, and he, You know what? He made F1 what it is today. His daughter's living like a $150 million mansion. It's like just ridiculous, but... We will throw it back to you guys. Make sure you guys hit us up. Kurt doesn't have any faith in Lewis this weekend. Or is it no, no faith in Mercedes? I think it's not. Like, I, I think Monaco. I'm jumping to Monaco. So, but what do you, so you have no faith in these upgrades? Best case scenario? Fourth place. I'm talking about qualifying. Quali? Like I said, Lewis fifth. So you have no faith in these upgrades? Not yet. All right. You heard it here first. We'll see you guys um, Saturday. Saturday right after qualifying. Yes, sir. Peace.